Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we've got an awesome guest on the line this week. She's also a podcast host. She's the host of the popular podcast, The Tiny Course Empire. I recommend checking that out if you are if you don't subscribe already. A little bit about this person. She helps co- coaches, course creators, and freelancers start and grow an online business. She's had over 10 years experience hands-on in terms of operations and marketing for six and seven figure businesses. And today we're going to be speaking about one of her specialties, which is why tiny courses under $100 are the best option for course creators. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Miss Cindy Badar. Cindy, how are you? I am great. Thank you. That was an awesome, that was an awesome intro. Thank you oh, for that. Well, it was easy because you're an awesome guest. Um, Cindy, I like to start all these podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? I do. You know, I just, I heard this just a couple of weeks ago and it really, really spoke to me just the, and, and, and you'll know more about why as, as we, as our conversation continues, but the quote is from, and I got to I got to look at my notes so I get my get his name right. The quote is from Ryan Holiday, who uh, wrote a book called Courage is Calling. He is the daily skeptic on you. or No, not the daily skeptic, the daily stoic on YouTube. Um, and the quote is, if you had more time, you would just overthink it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true for a lot of course creators out there. So it really, it really spoke to me when I heard that. I thought, yeah, that's right. Don't overthink it. <laughs> you've been there before. You've experienced that, have you? I, I have some experience in that in that area. Yeah. Me too. Uh, all right, Cindy, I've been following you for a while. I listen to your podcast. I know what it is you do. If there's uh, people that are listening here and they don't follow you or haven't heard of you before, do you want to let us know a little bit about you? What is it you do? How did you get into it? Sure. So what I do is I teach uh, new online business owners or even even some intermediate online business owners how to grow and scale an, an online business, how to turn what they what they know into what they teach and how to sell those those courses. I actually I, this the route to this uh, to this business has been long and you know kind of twisty as those things are um, I didn't start out as a, as a course creator I didn't start out as an online educator I actually started out um, online as a cor- content and copywriter and I did that for several years that was back in hmm, 2008 2009-ish and really, I was just looking for a side hustle. I wanted something to bring in a little bit of extra money. The economy was crappy, and I worked in the automotive industry, which was even crappier. So I was looking for looking for some extra money just in case. And uh, it turned into a full time gig. And yeah, I'm thrilled it did. But I went from I went from content and copywriting. I worked through operations and and marketing. I did 
training for operations teams, did training for marketing teams. I've worked with coaches and course creators and service providers. I've done all the things, <laughs> all the things online. Um, I've done, you know, course creation and email marketing and blogging and podcasting and video editing and writing. And just, um, I have a really, I guess you'd call me a Jane of all trades. I've done like, I've done lots and lots of things, but I finally ended up on online course creation and I absolutely love it. And I find that there's such a need for people who really want to get into online business. They really want to start a business. Uh, maybe they want to start a side hustle or they're looking for a full-time gig or they don't want to go back to work after, you know, COVID, whatever. Um, but they really don't know what's involved. They don't know how to put all the pieces together to create that online business because there's a lot of moving parts involved, right? So I've kind of found that sweet spot where I get to help people figure out all the technology involved and all the strategies involved and really take what they, what they know and what they're passionate about and turn it into money, which is such a cool thing. Agree 100%. And that transitioned into what we're speaking about today, which is the tiny offer, Cindy. Why, um, or tiny course. So mm. what are your thoughts on that? Why do we start with a tiny course? I'm going to hand it over to you here and start where you want to start and, and let us know. If people are listening, why are we going with these tiny courses? Well, I'm going to rant a little bit. I Please hope that's do. okay. Do. <laughs> I'll be taking notes I, um, here. You know, when I... I used to work for uh, coaches, online business coaches, and what I see a lot in that space is really expensive courses. Mm -hmm. You yep. know, we're talking five-figure courses. Yeah, and they're making a ton of money, right? Mm -hmm. They're making they're making millions, mm -hmm. which is great. I mean, good for them. Love it, but I think that sets the bar really, really high, especially for somebody who maybe is just starting out or just coming into the online course space. And they look at those people and think, how can I ever pull this off? We're talking about people who have $100,000 per month ads budgets. And the average person like, like me, when I look at that, I, I, I can't blow $100,000 on Facebook ads this That's month, right? right? How am I yeah. going to, how am I going to compete with that? Yeah. And, and then I started looking at, okay, what's it take to really create a course of that magnitude? What's it, what's it take to put that together? And I look at some of my friends, you know, I have a friend who spent like two years putting a course together. Mm. Who has time? Who has two years to write a course? That's, that's nonsense. You, you're going to go broke, you know, trying to, trying to figure all of that out and, and, and meanwhile, you're spending all of the money on things like websites and, and Jobby. emails yeah. and yeah. all of that stuff, course platforms, whatever. And you're not selling anything because you're still putting this course together that you want to sell for, for thousands of dollars. And the other reason that I really love the tiny course model is because I just think tiny courses are so much easier to sell, right? Mm. You know, I used to hear this. I used to hear this thing that people would say, and people probably still say it. They don't say it to me, but they probably still say it, that it's easier to sell one $1,000 course than $110 courses. And I just don't buy that. I, I don't buy that at all. I don't I'll think go, it's I'll, easy to sell I'll a $1,000 course. I'll go on that as well, right? The one that I see a lot of is like, 
they'll even say it's no different. It's just as easy to sell a hundred dollar course as it is a thousand dollar course. Yeah, that's BS. Shit. You know, yeah, no. I'll, I'll buy a hundred dollar course right now off my email if I like it. You know, yeah, thousand dollars. I'm gonna have to do some research. I might want to speak to you. You know, it's that's just a straight yeah. up lie. Exactly, a thousand dollar course requires a webinar. It requires yeah. a talk with a spouse. It yep. requires a budget. Yep, a hundred dollars. I can spend a hundred bucks, like you said, from an yeah. email. Yeah, yeah, no problem. That's yeah. that's that's pocket money for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's not just as easy to sell a thousand dollar course, and it is definitely not just as easy to sell a ten or a twelve thousand dollar course, mm. like I see some people doing. Yeah. So, you know that the the tiny course model just really appealed to me, and then people will say, "Well, but you're not going to make as much money." <laughs> well, <laughs> I got news for you. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah. Uh, I earn a really really nice multiple six figure income. Mm. Uh, tiny courses. Let's, and let's I know spend, a lot of people who do the same. Yeah. Well, let, let's spend a minute there because let me think of how to explain this. So yeah. Okay. Let's give a couple examples here, right? Let's say there's mm-hmm. someone that sells a $5,000 course, right? And someone mm-hmm. sells even just like a, yeah, let's say a hundred dollar course, right? Like that $5,000 course, it's work to sell it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then usually there's work afterwards as well. Usually if it's mm-hmm. $5,000, it's not a set and forget. Usually if it's right. $5,000, it's like, great, you made this $5,000 sale, but now you got to work for that person every right. week for the next 10 weeks or whatever it is, right? Yeah, exactly. You have to support that person as well. With a $100 course, there's nothing. As no. soon as you make that sale, yellow buy, it's done, right? Yeah, it's DIY. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And a lot of something else that people don't don't think of is there's oftentimes not a lot of difference between that $5,000 course and the $100 course. Mm. Now there might be there might be some hand holding going on in a Facebook group or or in, you know, weekly calls or something if you've got like a like a cohort based course going on, but a lot of those expensive courses are are totally DIY. They're totally mm-hmm. hands-free for for the seller. And the only reason that they're selling for $5,000 is because that's what they have to sell for to make a profit. Mm-hmm. Because they've got, you know, a $20,000 a month ads budget to cover and they've got 20 people on their staff that they have to you know, that they have on payroll that they have to pay and that they have to cover health insurance for and all of those good things. And maybe they even have an office somewhere. Yep. Whereas if you, if you have a business like mine, or I'm assuming like yours, where we're running super lean, mm. you know, it's just a couple of, a couple of people for me, it's my, me, myself and my husband, and we have a couple of, of contractors that's it. I don't have an ads budget. I don't have an office somewhere. I'm in my house, you know? Uh, so it, it, it allows me to sell a course for a lot less money, reach a lot more people, help a lot more people get started and not have to price it so high just to earn a profit on it. Let's take a quick break. 
When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Gotcha. Okay. All makes sense. Let's say someone's listening to this. What's what's their start point? Let's say they, which, what angle should we go for? Let's maybe say they've already got a course, right? Yeah. They've put a course together for for a hundred bucks. How do they go out and, and start selling that? Oh, that's a great question. So what I do, I, I am not, I'm not a huge social media person. No, I shouldn't say that. I'm not a social media person. I don't know because have... I tried search. I'm like, where is Cindy? I've got a yeah, I'm, I'm, You won't find me. You know, who's yeah. she on Facebook? She's not on Instagram. Not on, where, how do I find her? I think I had to email no. you. Don't, don't have an Instagram account. I have a Facebook account. Um, oh, I don't yeah, do I have, I have 87 friends on my Facebook account. They're all family and, yeah. and like actual in person, like actual people, friends. I know actual friends. <laughs> your Facebook friends are your actual friends. That's an interesting yes. one. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the deciding factor was, can I call this person in the middle of the night to bail me out of jail? There we and go. if and the answer was them. no, they don't there make the go. cut. Well, Cindy, <laughs> I've got, I've got 4,000 friends on my Facebook profile. I'll be lucky yeah. if one of them will come and bail me out at, at midnight. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, not even that move house. You know, I had to move house the other day out of my oh, 4,000 yeah. friends. I don't know. I don't know how many of them. Were None of them moved. came to help you. Did they? <laughs> I'm teasing. Yeah. I'm, I'm exaggerating a bit, but you yeah, know, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just, I don't do social. I've never used social for, for business. I've never used it as a way to grow my business. The way that I grew my business was by inviting people to help me sell. So I built an affiliate program mm. that, um, you know, people, people promote my products and they earn a portion of my, of my revenue, which is a fabulous model. As far as I'm concerned, it's different from running paid ads where you run paid ads and you have to pay up whether or not you make any sales. You know, there's a, there's a lot of risk with, with paid advertising because of that. But with affiliate, with an affiliate program, I pay to make those sales, but I don't pay unless the sale is made. So mm -hmm. I don't have to pay my affiliates if they're not driving traffic that converts. So that's how I grew my business. And I got my start with my very first tiny course, which I put up there and I, I, you know, I put out there and I put it up for sale and I had a tiny, tiny little email list, like 300 people. And I emailed for this, this tiny little course that I had created. I think it was $17. And uh, one of my, one of the people on my email list emailed me back and said, can I promote this? Can I, can I share this with my people? And I said, sure, let me give you, get, give you an affiliate link. And over the next uh, three or four days, I watched the sales just pour in. Like literally, I will never forget. My husband was outside cutting the grass. And about every hour I would run outside and say, you're never going to believe this. We've sold 200 of these things. Wow. And then I would go out a few minutes later and say, you'll never believe we've sold 300 of these things. And we sold, um, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was several hundred of those thanks to, thanks to that affiliate partnership. And wow. so that's how we've, 
that's how we've grown the business ever since is is through strategic partnerships with with affiliates who have uh, who have audiences um, that are there are a good fit for uh, for our courses. So that's done really really well for me. Now, if you don't have an affiliate program. Um, you might want to go the social media route. I know a lot of people who do that, who who do really well with just promoting their products to their uh, to their social followers. I would also say really, really prioritize building your email list. Now, I just want to take a minute and let everyone know if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling, uh, or if you're still in the process of putting your course together at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes. That is a, an absolute must have. And even if your list is tiny, you can be making sales to that email list. You can be making offers to them. Don't, uh, don't neglect the power of email marketing for sure. Mm, well, all right. Really good points there. Let's, let me pick it back off the social media one and then we'll go back to the affiliate. So yeah, I think so. If you don't have an affiliate network, social media is definitely the easiest. And I mm -hmm. love what Sydney, uh, Cindy said there about an email list for two kind of reasons. The best part about their email list is leverage, right? You own your email list. You don't mm. own the other platforms. And I know this firsthand. I've been booted off Facebook before. I've been booted off everything, actually. So I've Ooh. been booted. Yeah, I've, I've been booted. Well, when I first started using Instagram, I didn't really know how to use it. And then there was some login issues. And then I, I couldn't use it, you know? So I had to mm. start a new one. It wasn't too bad because I just started, right? Uh, but right. still, that's an example there. Um, my Facebook group it was only a couple. Of, my Facebook profile, sorry, a couple of years ago. You know, they they I used to have on there. My my name was Jono Jay Z Petrohilos because that was my nickname, Jay Z, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then I went on Facebook one day. And they're like, hey, you know, someone's reported you for impersonating a celebrity. Um, you know, you need to update your ID with this exact name if you want your account back. I don't have any ID that says Jay-Z on there. So I, I lost wow. my, my personal Facebook profile, but it was no dramas because I started again. I already had an email yeah. list. I had a group as well, which helped. So it's like yeah. I've got an email list and then I've got a group. So I just created a new profile, joined that group and said, hey, guys, you know, I lost my account. Just add me on this one, you know. Um, but still, you know, that, that stuff happens. I know heaps of people that have had pages mm. and, um, and ad accounts blocked as well. You know, but it's yeah. like, even if that happened to me, it wouldn't be a drama because I got this email list. So it's like, okay, cool. I'll get booted off that. You know, no dramas. I got this email list. I'll just start a new page or a new group or whatever it is. Right. So, yep, that's important. And the affiliates. All right. So with you, Cindy, you had someone, you just emailed out and someone said, Hey, I'll do it for you. Is that how yours started? Yeah. You know, I was, I was lucky enough that um, before I, I kind of went off on my own, I guess I skipped this part when I was talking about how I got started, but um, I did freelancing for years. So I worked for um, other coaches. I worked for uh, course creators. I worked for product sellers. That was, that was my niche online businesses. I worked for them behind the scenes. I managed their email marketing. I managed, in some cases, I managed their Facebook ads. 
I managed their, you know, their websites and their course platforms and all of that stuff. I was, I was the tech person behind all of that stuff. So I had a lot of contacts when I was, when I was getting started. So I knew some people that I could call on and say, Hey, I'm creating these courses. I'd love to have you as an affiliate. So I did have a leg up in that way, but that's not to say that that's a requirement because affiliates, serious affiliates, and I consider myself to be one of them. I'm a serious affiliate marketer are always looking for new things that they can promote for quality products that they can promote. And even, you know, even if they're competing products, to be honest, um, affiliates are always looking for, uh, for things that they can, can share with their audience. So it's not difficult to find affiliates to promote quality products for sure. Mm. Well, I think there's a couple things there. I think like that shows the power of networking as well. And oh, I think absolutely. Either way, right? If you're starting off as a, as a course creator, it's kind of like you, you need something, right? You can't just magically think things are going to sell. It's either yeah. like, all right, you know, yeah. you're going to have to spend time building your own profile. Maybe that's on yep. social media or Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You're going to have to spend time doing it. Or on the flip side, okay, go down the affiliate pathway, right? But mm-hmm. you're probably going to have to spend a bit of time, right? Meeting people, networking with people, getting to know people because, um, and then you'll probably have more of a, an a, a understanding of this. But say, for example, from my side of things, I've got a, a big list in a couple different spaces. And depending on whether I promote, kind of depends on who the person is and how they promote, promote it. Like if I just get a random email, hey, I've got this thing, do you want to promote it for me? I don't even read it. I've got to be honest, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But if I know that person, you know, and they're kind of like, hey, John, I've got this thing, you know, you've got a couple of minutes, I can, I can run you by it. I'll have a look. And if it fits, okay, great, do it, you know? So I think there's, you got to kind of work your, my opinion, you got to work your way in either way, whether it's building your own profile or whether it's mm-hmm. finding affiliates, there's a little bit of work involved there. Would you agree with that, Cindy? There is a little bit of work involved there. It's interesting. Um, what comes to mind as you were talking is there's, there's something that's, that's called the three B's of traffic, right? There's basically three ways you can get traffic. You can buy it, you can borrow it, or you can build it. Yep. So the, the least expensive way is to build it. It's also the slowest. So mm. that's through doing things like SEO in a blog or starting like a podcast YouTube, or starting a YouTube channel. All of those yep. things are, are great. They're super sustainable, yep. but it takes a long time. Yep. And years so if, we're talking, right? You know, sometimes you, years. You start Absolutely. A YouTube channel today, you, unless you're a celebrity, it's going to be hard to get a big following in a couple of weeks or months. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, so that's that's building your own traffic, and you should be doing all three of these mm. things, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then borrowing traffic is doing things like affiliate marketing, or yeah. or or building an affiliate program, or asking people, you know, can I can I be a guest on your podcast or can I, um, you know, write a blog post for you that's borrowing traffic. And then of course, buying traffic is buying ads. So buying traffic is the quickest, Mm. but it's also the most expensive and probably the riskiest. So if you, if you take all three of those and combine them into a really sustainable strategy and, and it's, that looks different for every business. But if you can combine all three of those into a sustainable strategy, you're going to grow. You know, you can't help but grow at that point. Agree. Um, the other thing, you talked about something else I wanted to touch on too. Oh, about about um, 
um, asking people to promote you. Oh, yes. I get those, I get those emails too, where people say, Hey, you promoted this other thing. Will you look at mine? Mm. And I'm like, you know, I'd, I'd like to see people try a little harder than that. Mm. And what I recommend you do, if you are asking someone to promote your product is you come at it, not from a, definitely not from a here, will you help me mentality, yep. but here's how I can help your audience. Here's what I can do for your people. Because as an affiliate, that's what I really want, right? I want, I want solutions that my audience needs. I'm looking for solutions that will help them to achieve their goal. So if you have a product or a course or a tool of some kind that is a good fit for my audience, and you come to me and you say, hey, I've you know, I've been, I've been listening to your podcast or I've been reading your blog or I'm a part of your membership and this is what I know about your audience and this is why I think this particular product is going to help them. Would you be interested in promoting it? That's going to get my attention more than, hey, you promoted this similar thing. Will you promote mine too? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. And it's also like the nicest possible way. I just don't care about them. You know, it's kind of like if someone hits me up and they're like, hey, can you promote this thing for me? And I've got no relationship. It's kind of like on the list of things that I care about, you person that I've never met or don't know about, like, I'm sorry. I'm not just going to do it out of the goodness of my heart, you know? Yeah. So I think like, and I think you, and you hit it on the head there as well, where it's not, it can't like, in my opinion, it can't even just be just a financial thing. Right. right. That can help. Absolutely not. You know, that can well, help. Well, yeah, I want to, I want to get paid for my time, exactly. but that's not the primary, that's not the primary driver, right? The exactly. primary driver is my email list, my community, my subscribers look to me for solutions. Yeah. They, they trust me to make recommendations that they can use. So I have to uphold my end of the bargain and, and I can't do that just by promoting whatever, right? You burn, you burn your list. Oh, exactly. See, this person, I'm not going to buy off Sydney again. She recommends bad people. Exactly. Yeah. And then I think on top of that is even though we said it's not just about the money that needs to be there as well, because it's kind of like, even if there is something that helps my audience, but there's not enough in it for my take anyway, but there's not enough in it for me financially. It's kind of mm -hmm. like, sorry, you know, like I get it. It's a good product, but it's going to lose me money if I do right. this out here, you know, as much as I want to help you and as much as good as it will be, it's going to lose me money. It's not a fit there, you know, unless maybe there's something, you know, maybe they help me out down the track or whatever. I think it's also yeah. got to be important financially as well. And actually I'll get your take on that and then I'll, I'll go a bit deeper. What's, what's your take on that take on that? Cindy? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's absolutely true. And I, that's, 
that's kind of a, a stumbling block that people have with the tiny course model, because maybe they're selling something that's, you know, $17 or 27 or 50 bucks. And the affiliate commission part of it is small. So as an affiliate, you know, if, if you are using affiliates or you're, you're, you're trying to attract affiliates as a way to grow your business, then you need to have something on that back end. My, mm. my friend, Nicole refers to it as having a sexy back end. You need, <laughs> you need to have something that's going to, you know, help me earn money down the road Wait, let me, in let order me just, to make it worth my while to promote something that's low cost on the let, front end. Let me make sure I've got this. You're speaking about yourself as the affiliate now. So you, let's say yes. you're saying you're promoting something to your list. Let's say me, for example, and actually let's spend a minute here. Let's say I've got a course that's 50 bucks right? Mm -hmm. Let's call it 50 bucks. And you're going to promote it to your list. What right. split does that usually look like? Uh, in the digital course space, that's usually 50-50. Yep. Awesome. Cool. And with that, are you saying like, um, if you're going to, if you're going to promote my $50 course, I need to have something on the back end as well. So you get 50% of that too. Or are you saying- Ideally, yeah. Gotcha. It's not yeah, your back ideally. end. It's, it's so not like- you buy from me and then you've got a back end that you can it's it's my back end that you need as well right correct yeah gotcha. so so i'll give you a, i'll give you a real world real world example of that my affiliates promote my courses they earn 50% of of any sale they make but on the back end of my courses i have an offer to join my membership gotcha so when when their sale when they they sell a course and that person then becomes a member, then they're also earning 50% of every monthly payment that comes in. Gotcha. Love it. So that's super appealing for my yeah. affiliates because they only have to make the sale once and they keep getting paid, which yes. is awesome. I love that. Now I'm not saying that to get started with as to get started with affiliate programs to if you've got one course out there, I'm not saying that that you can't make that work. I, I don't want people to think, oh, I have to have, you know, got to have six courses and a membership and I've got to have all of this stuff or no affiliate's going to ever talk to me. That's not, that is not true at all. I promote mm -hmm. things all the time that I'm earning, you know, 10 bucks on or whatever. And a lot of times I do it just because I think it's an amazing resource that my, mm -hmm. that my subscribers really need to have. Yep. So it's, it's a balancing act, right? It's not, it's not always about the money and it's not always about, uh, about, you know, just what it is for the subscriber. I want to, ideally I want to have both. Love it. And I'll just, and I think if, as a course creator, if you're creating a tiny course, if you can do that, if you can provide that you're giving, you're giving your affiliate partners, you know, something, some kind of, of decent, um, decent return on their time investment and you're giving their subscribers you know, good, valuable information. I, I think that's, I think that's perfect. That's a perfect place to start. I love it and agree. And I just want to spend a minute on the 50%. So um, I've been in the digital space for a while. So I know that's quite a, a fair split and it's kind of accepted these days. If you're in the digital mm -hmm. world, it is what it is, yep. you know, yep. obviously if there's some coaching involved. Okay. Then it changes a bit. And obviously if it's a physical, yeah, physical product, you know, there's shipping or whatever, but if it's a digital, it's pretty much a 50, 50 split. And I found early on, that was a hard concept for a lot of people who was the, uh, from the, the creator side of things. If someone was a yes. course creator. They're like, hold on, I'm giving you yes. 50%. This is all me. <laughs> Why should I get? And there would people that would be like, Hey, if you sell this, I'll give you 10%. And 
And I'm kind of like, sorry, why would I do that? You yeah, know, why would I do that? It's right. just like I got my own products and I can make a hundred percent. Why would I do right. this for 10? There's no point, you know? If there's exactly. 50, okay, you know, now we're we're kind of talking. So I think that's a uh, important thing. If you're listening, this is a course creator, it's kind of it is what it is. And also in my take, it's a very fair deal because it's like from the creator side of things, you're getting in, you're getting in, um, in front of people that you would have never otherwise got in front of essentially for free. Yeah, you're getting yeah. 50% away, but only if they sell. And as you mentioned, okay, you don't want to do that. Great. Go and spend a couple of years building your YouTube channel and make absolutely $0 for two years, right? right? Or go and throw that money on Facebook ads. Maybe you make it back. Maybe you'll make sales. Maybe you won't. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I actually, I talked to, um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really interesting point because I used to have a client that I had this argument with all the time. He was like, why would I pay somebody 50% of my sales? Mm you're paying 50% of sales that you make. These are sales you would not otherwise have made. Mm. So you can keep 0% yeah. of, <laughs> zero. or you can keep 100% of zero yeah. or 50% of, of what the affiliates bring in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I actually, I just, uh, I just had a conversation with um, someone the other day who is using Facebook ads to sell her course. And she's actually doing really, really well with it. Mm. And she's making sales on Facebook, which I found surprising. She's she's like some Facebook ads prodigy or something, I think. Mm. Um, but she's making sales. But she said her her ads expense is about forty percent. Yeah. So in other words, for every hundred dollars that she sells, she's spending. Yeah, for every hundred dollars she sells, she's spending forty dollars, giving forty dollars of that to Facebook. So yeah. it's not a big stretch to give fifty dollars or fifty percent to an affiliate. And in a lot of ways, I think it's better because the affiliate is more likely to make sales than mm. an ad to cold traffic because yeah. the affiliate already has a relationship with those people. They, they hopefully, the, the, <laughs> their subscribers of their community or their followers already trust their recommendations. So the sale is much easier to make, which means you're going to make more sales. And for that difference in, you know, that 10% difference in cost, I, I think it's a no brainer to, to go after the affiliates as opposed to the paid ads. 100%. Well, I'll piggyback off that. So I do a lot of work in, in the paid ads space as well, right? And mm -hmm. I probably find the same. Let me do, I, I look at it a bit different, but I'll run you through the ads. My signature course is about $500, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and my kind of take is, all right, if that's what my course is worth, I'll put that amount on the Facebook ad. So if I put mm -hmm. $500 on Facebook ads, I usually get about $25 per lead, which ends up being about 25 leads, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and about 10% of those people will sign up. Let's call it two. Let's say okay. two people sign up. So I'm essentially spending, um, what's that? Spending $500 to make $1,000, right? So it's right. essentially the same sort of thing. It's like, right. all right, cool. You know, I've... Um, um, yeah, I'm spending $500 to make a thousand. It'd be the same thing with affiliate, right? Right. It's essentially yeah. a, 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 the same split there. The only, I'll say one thing though, the advantage that the Facebook ad system has is you're also getting the leads as well. That's so let's true. say with that, that system there, if I did it with an affiliate, okay, I still might make only two sales and a thousand bucks or whatever. Um, but, but you've only added two people to your email list. Yeah. You know, yeah. in saying that, what you said, Cindy, it took me ages to master that Facebook ad funnel system, right? Yeah. An affiliate should literally be, hey, Cindy, I've got this thing. Is it a fit for your audience? 
Cindy has right. looked at it. Yes, it's a fit. I know I can sell it. Let's do it. It's just yep. way easier. So I think ideally, I think Facebook ads is better, but it's freaking hard to get to that, right? It's kind of like you're kidding yourself if you think you're just going to start a fake. There's obviously the prodigy that you mentioned, but most people, yeah. if they're going to yeah, start that's, up- Yeah, that's unusual. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. after a couple of years of testing and trialing and error, okay, cool. You know, now you can get to that. But it's, mm-hmm. very, it's almost arrogant to assume that you can just do it off the bat like that. And I'll, I'll go even further as well, right? I'm sure if you're a course creator, I'm pretty confident you couldn't figure out a funnel like that on your own. Your only shot would be to maybe go and pay someone three, $4,000 to set up that ad for you. And even mm-hmm. that's a gamble. And they will tell you, that person will say, hey, you've never run ads before. The first month is just going to be a gamble. You know, you're going to have to pay me two, $3,000. You're going to have to pay Facebook, you know, two, $3,000. And you've got to be willing to lose all of that with no right. expectation of, of money back. And it still may be a good move, but not everyone's in a position just to eat $6,000 for the fun of it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Maybe do some affiliate stuff first, you know, get your first $6,000. Okay, great. Now I'm going to reinvest there. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, Cindy, there's a couple of questions I, I like to always finish up with. The first one revolves around course platforms. So you've obviously got a whole heap of courses yourself. You obviously help other people with with courses. You can answer this in a few different ways. You can either, well, I'd love to hear what platform you use, what your favorite platform is. And then also if you want, if there's a platform that you recommend for specific people or or whatnot as well. Sure. So what we use is a, a, I guess I would call it a bespoke system. We are, um, we're on WordPress 100% on WordPress. That's our framework for everything. We use a a shopping cart called A-Member, which um, handles all of our payment processing and protects the content. And then I use a specific WordPress theme called Memberoni that um, displays the courses and and handles the membership setup. It acts as as the LMS platform. I get people who ask me all the time, though, what what platform do you recommend? What platform mm. do you do you do you um, do you think we should start out with? And there's a couple of different ways to look at it. What we've got going on is is kind of a piece together thing, where everything is is in a different system. You know, the email email is in one system, and the shopping carts in another system, and the courses are in in another system, and that works for us. But I've got a lot of years experience managing a system like that. And I'm not afraid of the technology. It doesn't intimidate me at all. And I've got my husband who works full-time just keeping it all running, right? So for somebody who's just starting out, I don't necessarily recommend that approach. Mm -hmm. Um, What I would recommend instead is that you look at something like Teachable or Mm -hmm. Member Vault, Thinkific is another good one. Podia is a good one. Any of those all-in-one kind of platforms are going to serve you really well. They're a lot less flexible than what we've got, which is the reason why we chose the system and, and have built the system that we have is because it's super flexible. I can make I can make our website do anything we want it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have that option if you go with a hosted platform like Teachable or Thinkific. You also have a monthly fee involved where we don't have that. All we pay for is hosting. Everything else is is ours. We own it. But that said, it's a lot easier 
like I said, when you're just starting out to go with something that's fully hosted, you give up some of that flexibility, but what you get in return is it's much easier to deal with. And if you run into a problem, you have one person to call, right? You have one, one support ticket to put in, Hey, my stuff isn't working. Let's, let's get it fixed. Whereas with, with us, if something breaks, we don't know if it's a member or WordPress or the hosting account or some random plugin that is causing chaos, right? So there's a lot of troubleshooting that, that has to go on for that. Such a good answer. I think that's perfect for everyone. Like, cause that's a whole nother podcast episode, right? It's kind of like third party. It's a platform. lot of podcast episodes. <laughs> you know, <yeah. laughs> but, but, but that debate, right? Where it's like, should I self-host or should I go with a third party? Right. You know, it's like yeah. Cindy just summarized. He's the benefits of going with the, the self-host. But here's the risks there, right? And I think Cindy nailed it on the head where it's kind of like, hey, if you're starting off, it's probably, but a lot of them have free versions anyway. You're probably just best off, you know, go on the teachable free version, you know? Mm, go that's, on the well, that was free. the other thing I was going to say. You know, everybody, everybody, everybody's brain works a little bit differently. Something that makes perfect sense to me may not make mm -hmm. perfect sense to you. Yeah. So go and sign up for a free trial. And yep. see how the system works and see if it makes sense to you. Yep. You know, I, I say, I tell people this a lot with um, like with active campaign versus convert kit. Those are kind of mm -hmm. the two big, the two big email platforms in, in my community. Yep. And I personally dislike convert kit. I think it's a fantastic person? platform. I'm an active yeah. campaign person. Me too. ConvertKit is a fantastic platform. I don't like the interface mm. in terms of deliverability and email, you know, all of that. It's a fantastic platform. I have no complaints about it. I just don't, the interface doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Active campaign makes sense to me, but I know other people who feel the exact opposite. They get into active campaign and they're like, whoa, what's going on in here? I don't mm. know what, I don't know where anything is. And they, and they prefer ConvertKit. And the same thing is true for course platforms. Some of them will make sense to you. Some of them won't. Mm -hmm. So, so sign up for the free trials, check them out, see which one makes the most sense to you. Yeah. And even, even with that, it's kind of like, especially if it's the first time you're doing it. And uh, I don't want to get too off topic here because there is an advantage in just saying, right, I'm just going to pick teachable and, and go with it. But right. saying that there's also an advantage the other way to being like, how do you know you like teachable if you haven't also tried Thinkific? That's true. You know, so it might be like, all right, let me get a free That's trial. Very true. And I'm, I'm not recommending everyone try 10 different ones and try all of them and see what works best. You know, like sometimes it's better just pick one and go, but it no, might be we, like, we need to go back to that quote that I said at the beginning. Yeah. If you had more time, you'd just overthink it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't overthink it. Exactly. You know, but I guess <laughs> in, to balance it out a bit, maybe it's like, right, do one course on Teachable. Now you know how that works. For a bit of fun, if you've got a bit of time, okay, do your next one on Thinkific. Now you've got something to compare and you might say, yeah. you know what? Teachable is way better. I'm all in there, you know? Oh, wow. This is way better. I'm going over here. Yeah, absolutely. Totally awesome. agree. Awesome. Um, my final question, Cindy, revolves around mentors. So you're obviously a mentor for plenty of people out there in the, the online course space. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been. And if you could answer this in a few different ways, if you could give us a book, that you recommend every course creator should read if they want to sell more courses, mm -hmm. um, a mentor that you've paid money to, whether it's be to do their course or their coaching or whatever it may be. Uh, and, a, and a mentor that you, you haven't paid for most people. That's usually someone they follow on social media, but for you, mm -hmm. it might be their podcast or, you know, yeah. someone you've networked with or YouTube channel or, or whatever it may be. So mentors paid, unpaid and book. What have you got? Oh. For us? All right. 
paid mentors, um, Brooke Castillo at the Life Coach School. Mm. Absolutely. Her podcast is phenomenal. Um, it is not, her podcast is not directly business related, but her membership at Self Coaching Scholars uh, does have some business components in it. Um, I paid for that for several months and it was just inc an incredible value um, in terms of mindset. And that's mm -hmm. something that I've been working on in earnest for a couple of years now. And it was a mm. big, big help to me. And I think it's really important for anybody. It's, it's important for everybody, but it's especially important for people in business to oh, yeah. get their mindset straight. Right. So uh, the life coach school was a huge, huge help to me in that way. Unpaid mentors. I think I'm going to have to go with Amy Porterfield. I've been following her mm. for years and I think she's she's doing phenomenal things. I think she's her podcast is an amazing resource. Her podcast is like an entire training on how to run an online business. Just go back and listen to all 10 years of her podcast and you know <laughs> you're good. I I think she's I think she's amazing. She's that, so she's the most popular answer for that question. Is she really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Because I ask, well, you know, I ask this question to everyone, and yeah, free resource, hands down, she's the most most popular. Amazing. Someday I'm going to be the most popular answer. There we go. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Don't um, surprise me. In terms of books, I I'm going to have to go. Hmm. I read a lot of books. I think right now I'm going to recommend Deep Work by Cal Newport. Oh, I think I haven't read he that. Is, he is a he's a little bit different take. He's not he's not really business focused, but he is saying important things that business people need to hear about being more focused in their work, about being less distracted in their work so that they can get important things done like creating courses instead of spending all day shooting Instagram reels or whatever it is you do on Instagram. Mm. So I think that's a really, that's a really good book for, uh, for online business people to read for sure. Just added it to my, my wish list then. So I'll check that out. I think I've read another one of you. I've heard that name. Has he got another popular book? He's got a, he has a recent, more recent book out called a world without email. Hmm. I don't know. He also a has a, he also has a podcast that I really have been enjoying lately. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of him. He's he's uh, he's been around for a few years. Yeah, I'll check out his um. That, oh, be so good they can't ignore you. Have you read yes. that one? That's I have not read it, but but yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I think that's one of his as well. Yes. Awesome. Which actually comes from a that actually comes from a Steve Martin quote. The comedian. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. shit! Okay. Yeah, that's his quote. That's uh, he was asked. Um, how to get how to how to get a foot in the door in Hollywood, basically. And he said, It's it's easy. Be so good they can't ignore you. That's awesome. And and really, that's a really good that's a really good quote for online business people too. Just 100%. be so good they can't well, ignore you. Well, I remember I, I bought the book for the title. I remember I can't remember the book. So I either didn't like it or, you know, or or didn't have an impact, but the title yeah. still gets me every time. You know, I'm yeah. like, that is a good title. Yeah. Excellent quote too. 
Exactly. Um, awesome. All right, Cindy. Well, hey, that's all we've got time for today. I'm sure there's going to be a heap of people listening to this, watching this that are like, all right, this woman is awesome. I want to follow her. I want to, you know, um, to hear more about what she does. We know you're not on social media. So where's the, the best place we can follow you? Uh, the best place to follow me is on my podcast at tinycourseempire.com. Awesome. I'll put those links down below. Um, Cindy, that's all we got time for today. Anything I should have asked you but forgot to, or anything you want to finish us off with? Ooh, I can't think of anything that you didn't ask that you should have. Um, I think I would just like to end by encouraging anybody who's listening to this to go create that course. Don't overthink it. Just do it. Um, you know that everybody... We all know things, we all have, have knowledge, we all have skills that other people will pay to learn. And uh, if you're not putting yourself out there, if you're not putting that, that content out there, then you're doing a disservice to the people who need to hear from you. So I wanna encourage everybody to go create that course that you've been thinking about. Don't overthink it. Awesome, love it. All right, Cindy, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Course Creator Community Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.